Welcome back to Throwback with Jack. Today, August 23rd, 1305, Scottish patriot William Wallace was executed for high treason by Edward I of England at Smithfield, London. Well, if you're not aware who William Wallace is, uh, he was played by Mel Gibson in Braveheart in 1995. I, I don't know if anyone watched that movie. I saw it. It was pretty good. But um, let's talk about this guy, William Wallace. Pretty interesting dude. So, who was William Wallace? And why are there statues of him in Scotland? So, we gotta go back a bit. Sir Scottish King Alexander III died unexpectedly in 1286, leaving no living children. He had two sons. They both died, and his daughter died in childbirth. But that child survived, and that child was the maid of Norway, Margaret, but she was only three years old. Far too young to rule. So there's like a group of six, right? The Council of Six. And they're called the Guardians of the Realm. And these guys, they're supposed to um, figure out what is going to happen to the future of Scotland. So like, she's three years old. That's far too young. Let's call her over from Norway. And um, we'll then appoint a regent once she arrives until she becomes of age. So they decide, yeah, let's do that. Anyways, Margaret died en route. So they threw those plans out the window. And then there's like this Game of Thrones type thing where everyone's vying, the nobles of Scotland are all vying to um, become like king, basically. So then let's like skip ahead 10 years. Enter Edward I. Seeing the instability in Scotland, in 1296 he invaded it and assumed power, which naturally angered the Scots. I mean, like, if you're just like an independent country up until this point, then all of a sudden your southern neighbor comes out and he just starts encroaching onto your territory and takes advantage of like the political unrest and the instability among the nobility and the peasantry, and you're gonna have problems. So this angered William Wallace who for a variety of circumstances, he assassinated an English high sheriff in May of 1297. So Edward I is unpopular in Scotland. So many proud Scotsmen are like, let's join this Wallace guy. And so they did, and they beat the British at the battles of Scone, Ancrum, and Dundee. And Wallace and his ally, Andrew de Moray, um, well, Andrew de Moray, he was like, Wallace was in the southern part of Scotland, that's when he started rebelling, but Andrew de Moray formed like a northern alliance, sort of like a northern rebellion, and then they kind of like met up, and they fought the English together at the Battle of Stirling Bridge on September 11, 1297, which is actually depicted in the movie Braveheart, but without Andrew de Moray, and where they use their knowledge of the terrain to win, they actually like cut the English in two as they divided the bridge, basically. Like, forces came from both sides and they trapped the English there. It was a slaughter. I mean, the English suffered 5,000 losses, but the Scottish were not without their losses as well. In fact, Andrew de Moray suffered, like, wounds, like serious wounds, and he succumbed to them two months later. So, naturally, Edward and the English, they want revenge. And now Wallace's fall from grace begins. After a great victory at Stirling Bridge, he leads his forces south. He's trying to bait Edward into following him. 
at which point Wallace will retreat into northern Scotland where he hopes to continue to draw Edward and then he, Wallace can use his knowledge of the terrain to beat Edward. Which kind of ends up happening. I mean, he's baiting him, but Edward catches up to him at Falkirk, which I looked on a map because I didn't know Falkirk existed. It's 23 miles from Glasgow, but the Scottish didn't really stand a chance. I mean, the English were armed with Welsh longbows and superior numbers, and the Scottish, they only had like spearmen. And I mean, if you got a bow and arrow versus a guy with a spear, I'm putting my money on the guy with the bow and arrow. So yeah, the English absolutely slash and destroy the Scottish lines. But Wallace is lucky enough to escape with his life. And for the next several years, he's working as a diplomat. He's, he's trying to convince various European countries to help the Scottish with their independence. Get England out of Scotland. And you would think that maybe the French would be like, yeah, England sucks. Get him out of there. But no, the French don't want it. He's just like Wallace is just running around like a headless chicken in Europe. Meanwhile, back at home at the home front in Scotland, Scottish leaders are more than happy to get rid of William Wallace. They're like, this guy has gone far, has gone on far too long. We need to get him out of there. So they make some deals with Edward, and then Edward offers a reward to anyone who could capture or kill William Wallace. So on August 3rd, 1305, Wallace is officially captured near Glasgow by Sir John Menteith, who ironically was Scottish. He was a Scotsman. So then there was a trial where Wallace is like, I am only allegiant to Scotland. I don't recognize England. I don't recognize you, Edward. You suck. I don't want anything to do with you. So he's sentenced to death. And this execution is, by medieval standards, it's gory. By our standards, it's like, awful. He's executed in a brutal way. He's first drawn and quartered, hanged, disemboweled, He's still breathing, by the way. He's castrated, and then they rip his organs out, so his heart, his lungs, and other organs. I'm pretty sure he's dead by this point. They then behead him and split his body into four quarters, so they quarter him. And then his remains are sent to four different castles as a warning to whomever dares to challenge Edward I's rule. Pretty brutal. And that's the end of William Wallace. Except there are statues all over Scotland of him. He's like the first guy that's like Scottish independence. Oh yeah. And then uh, Scotland gets taken over and then they become, you know, part of the United Kingdom. Yeah. Oh well. That's all for today. Thank you.